Welcome to High Gluttony. I'm Gretchen. And I'm Becca. And we're two curious ladies who like to cook, smoke, learn, and enjoy a meal with friends. We invite you to join us every 10 days or so here at the High Gluttony Homestead and listen to us make a mess and have a lot of fun. (laughs) So step inside, Gluttonyers. Welcome to the homestead. Hi, Gluttony Homestead. We're having another party. Welcome. Hello. We've done appetizers. Now we're having a tea party, everybody. Tea party. Really? <laughs> this is kind of just an excuse for us to make little things. And yeah. <laughs> just tiny fun. sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> tiny sandwiches and fun little cake. <laughs> tiny cake, tiny sandwiches, tiny things. So speaking of tiny things, I see you have a little pin there. I do. Kind of a small little cute pin. Tell me about what you're smoking. So I'm having, this is my assumption on how this is pronounced, Scooby Snacks, spelled with a Z. Now I'm going to spell it for you because it's nuts. Z-K-O-O-B-Y-Z-N-A-K-Z. Scooby Snacks. But yeah, like, the Scooby, the Nats. <laughs> but this is a one gram cartridge from Hala Halara. Makes me just want to pronounce it Hilaria. And this is a 90% THC, 3.3% CBG pen. And we have for terpenes, we've got lemonine, myrcene, linalool, and terpinoline. Fun. How's it feeling yeah. so far? It's good. I like this. It, it does, makes me feel really mellow. Sometimes it puts me to sleep. <laughs> Hopefully we don't have a snoozing Gretchen. A snow. Uh, a snoozing. Snoozing. <laughs> 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 Well, I, you're using a pen and I'm actually using flour, which is the little swapsy daisies for us. And this is an Indica dominant Bond Road Kush. It's Hmm. 24% THC. And I'm thinking about our phyllo dough appetizer episode last time where you were trying to explain to me the percentage difference between like a vape pen, like a concentrate and a flower. And then when I wrote 24% this time, it actually made a little bit more sense. So good. Yeah. We have to just keep talking about math and maybe one day <laughs> or I guess percentages. Maybe. Percentages. But, yeah. Not a, that a huge amount of math there, but <laughs> numbers yeah. are involved. So 24% THC, and then it's got lemonine, caryophylline, and myrcene. So yours is a snoozy, sleepy Scooby, and mine's an indica dominant. So luckily, we're drinking a fancy green tea drink because of our tea party. But I'm glad because this green tea might help balance our uh, <laughs> our indicas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tell me, can you tell our gluttoners about this like very exciting cocktail we're having? So we are doing a gunpowder gimlet, which is supposed to use gunpowder green tea, but then it also just says any green tea. So I think it's just for the alliteration of uh, (laughs) gunpowder gimlet. So it's got a little bit of tea, a little bit of gin. It's very British. I think it's got uh, 
a honey pistachio syrup to put into it and then a little bit of lemon for some acid. And I like it. It's pretty good. I do too. Yeah. So like Gretchen said, this has been kind of a multi-step cocktail, which is normal for Gretchen and way more work than I'm used to in my cocktails. So that was a pistachio simple syrup where you equal parts sugar water and then a bunch of salted pistachios in there. Bring that to a boil, let it sit then for a while. And while that's happening, you're also infusing your gin with green tea and then mixing that all up and sipping on it. It's very bright and very pretty and... Mm -hmm. I like it. It is surprising. I don't love green teas. It's not always something I'm going to gravitate towards, but I like it. I like this one. I like green tea with gin. <laughs> then you can drink it. Well, it's, I mean, thank you for doing green tea. I have to say that when we were first talking about what we were going to drink when we were doing our tea party, I immediately said nothing with Earl Grey, please, because yeah. I knew Gretchen loves Earl Grey and I hate Earl Grey. So we were pretty limited. Actually, a lot of cocktails are Earl Grey based. Thank you for doing green tea. I'm very glad. You're welcome. Anything to make you happy. Someday I'll get to have my Earl Grey cocktail, but just not with you. That's a good point. We only spend a little bit of our weeks together. Yeah. (laughs) Tell me, in addition to our very simple but very fancy gunpowder green tea gimlet. What other fancy but very simple things are we making today for our tea party? So we're going to make two little finger sandwiches because you can't have a good tea party without at least two kinds of finger sandwiches. (laughs) If we were more ambitious, we could really do it up, but we're not that ambitious. And we are doing vegetarian style today because we do like to stick with Becca's vegetarian stuff. So we're making a eggless egg salad with beets instead of eggs. <laughs> Total opposite, but yes, eggless egg salad. Let's call it creamy beet salad sandwich. And that's going to have some goat cheese on it and a little bit of dill. Sounds so right. good. I'm already excited to eat it. Then we are going to do a sliced artichoke heart with garlic, cream cheese, and microgreens. Small and fancy. Oh, and we're going to put some walnuts in our beet, our eggless egg salad, creamy beet salad sandwich. <laughs> yes. And, and for dessert, we are going to make a vanilla cake with lemon curd filling topped with the cream cheese frosting and macerated strawberries on top. And once again, we are not following real recipes. And <laughs> actually, everybody, oh my gosh, buckle up for this news. We're using a box cake mix for our cake. So er, what, what? Oh my gosh. Tell me how you feel about boxed cake, Gretchen. What is your boxed cake philosophy? Why make cake from scratch when you can make it from a box? So well said. This is what I love. (laughs) This is what I love it. I'm so happy. (laughs) Cake mix from a box. Yay. I try not to kill you all the time, Becca. Come on. <laughs> so mine's a pound a pound cake mix. Was yours a pound cake mix? I can't remember. Or just a it, regular cake, but dense cake mix kind of. It's tra- Trader Joe's cake mix, which I find to be a little bit denser than some of the other brands. So I thought that if you weren't going to haul your ass all the way over to Trader Joe's and buy Trader Joe's box mix, boxed cake mix, 
that a pound cake would be a similar texture because we want something that's a little bit dense so that it's easier to eat with your fingers. <laughs> so three things, two fancy sandwiches and one fancy cake, but all of this again is actually pretty simple. I love this. This is yeah. my favorite thing ever. What world level do you think this is? <laughs> so we are increasing the difficulty here by trying to put a time limit on what we're doing. And so we are going to try and pull this all together in 90 minutes. Ah! What? We cheated a little bit though, because it was originally going to be a little bit longer than that, but we prepped all of our veggies we did all of our chopping in advance. So we're knocking a half hour off because everything's chopped and ready to go. So it should be a lot easier to do as a result. Ugh, fingers crossed. We're getting real profesh, like one of those cooking shows where they're like, it only takes 30 minutes to make all your stuff. Look at me. Chop, 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 chop. Everything's ready. That's us now. We do <laughs> That's that us now. now. <laughs> that is us all the time. Chop, chop, chop. <laughs> Should we read ingredients or should we chat about like a little bit of fun facts about eh, fun, loose facts about tea parties <laughs> and green tea? <laughs> Let's have a little bit of a, a loose discussion about tea parties and why, why they are a thing. And tea and all of its accoutrement came from China to the UK. Insert lots of nefarious happenings in the past from the British Empire to get to that point. It's also uncommon. So you treated it much more, what's the word I'm looking for? There's a lot more intrigue around it. Yeah, intrigue, prestige. I'm not sure those are quite the right word, but it's special. It's special because it comes from far away. I know there's a word out there for that, but I don't know it right now. <laughs> It was also had a high price. So you were very delicate with it and, and used it in small amounts. But this sort of tea party came about or having like tea as a get together came about with how they used to eat in like the 17, 1800s. So you would get up in the morning, you would eat breakfast. You might have like a very small, what you would call luncheon around noon, but it would be like a very small amount of food or like a salad. But then you wouldn't eat dinner until at least six, probably more like seven or eight in the evening. So around four o'clock, you're like, fuck, I'm hungry. <laughs> and I'm going to be eating dinner until 10 p.m. How do I get myself to stay up that late? Mm. So the natural evolution of this was that, that people just started like having a snack in the afternoon. And then they started socializing around having that snack in the afternoon. And then tea got brought into it because it was just like, Okay, I got to keep myself awake somehow, but I don't need a coffee. I don't really want coffee. I'd rather have tea. Totally. Total tea. So it, it also is sort of a, what do I want to call it? Frou-frou? Not frou-frou. Upper class. It was a, more of an upper class thing. Although the middle and lower classes would do it at a smaller scale, but the upper classes were the ones that were doing like the fancy garden tea parties. They had a tea party for all venues, like <laughs> different places would have different types of names. And depending on the size of the get together, it'd have a different name. I was like, this is way more than I ever thought 
there was to tea parties, but it w- there's sometimes a bit of a myth that goes around that there was some particular duchess that came up with it. And they say, no, that's been pretty well debunked that it was just sort of a thing that was happening. And she started having like larger and larger get togethers. And so like, that's why hers became famous but pretty much everybody was doing it. It wasn't that she was doing anything in particular that was special. She just was having them on a larger scale. Paying more for it. And there's all okay. sorts of etiquette that goes along with that that I could get into, but I don't really feel like it because it's like, oh, dear Lord, can we not? <laughs> right? Oh, please no. <laughs> like you can't, you can't even like, when you stir your tea to add your sugar, you shouldn't be making any noise. So you should start, it's back and forth, not round and round, just back and forth. And you can't clink on the sides of your class. Not, not unacceptable. Very gauche. You should not do that. How dare you? <laughs> I think too, when you're pouring it, nothing can spill out, right? Like when you're pouring the hot water over, you can't, you're not supposed to spill any of the water out. Yeah. Or oh my God. So many, there's so many rules to it. It's ridiculous. And it was, I was reading one article and it was like, this is this person's rules. And then it was like, okay. And then this person had a different set of rules. I was like, well, fuck, how are you supposed to know what you were supposed to be doing at any given time? Right. Well, and it feels like it makes sense why tea is like a perfect vessel for that like mid-afternoon. You have to be up later, but you don't want to be kind of jittery or stay up over late or be overstimulated. So green like tea makes a lot of sense for those purposes. But it feels like they took a little bit of like the ceremony of tea from Asian cultures. Yes. And decided to like reframe it a little bit and kind of say, we're going to put this like English spin on it. But part of what came over with tea was, or was forced to be part of the English culture was like this importance on the ceremony of tea too. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was quite different from the Asian ceremony. Like, I mean, not not so, so different because it's tea. I mean, come on. It's definitely in English, English, in Englishized it. Yeah. The Englishified, Englishified. the the, ter- the ceremony part of it. Totally. <laughs> I, that makes sense. And I actually had no historical context for where the tea party came from. So this is helpful. So we're not doing all that. Obviously we just put our tea into gin and then we yeah. just like make fancy cakes, fancy silly little sandwiches and stuff well I doubt you're like me because I'm sure as you and I have at least talked about before when I was young I used to like uh the American girl Felicity because she was Mm -hmm. the one that liked all the horses but there Mm -hmm. was a huge tea part of her story arc because her you know not that I remember any of my like America history but had something to do with like not drinking the tea because the tea represented the monarchy in England. And, but yeah, so I I actually had a fair amount of context for, for a tea party before this, but had not really drilled down into like, why the fuck is it in the afternoon? Which I I thought was really interesting. I was like, oh yeah. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. (laughs) You need a snack before dinner. Yeah. Duh. Duh. I need to be eating like all the time. I I mean, I don't, but I feel like I need to be. <laughs> yeah, me too. Trust me. That's funny that your American, do- American girl doll informed your 
<laughs> like uh, you're understanding. Say, you're American dork doll. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It was a dork. <laughs> I, it's fun that you're American dork doll in for your understanding of the tea party. <laughs> what a sentence to be said. <laughs> Okay, anything else I should know about a tea party? <laughs> oh, uh, no, because I think I could, I could get into no, that. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, there's, I, we could definitely get into some shit, but I think we would be here all fucking day because there's so much shit, like, so much nitpicky shit that we could talk about, but I don't feel like getting into it. It's uh, just, it's not that important. We are not going to do it, so why would we bother? I'd rather learn about tea, and uh, I know you've Google, done some Googles on the green tea that we are drinking in our drink, so I'm, I'm intrigued to see what you came up with. Okay, I actually used to be a person who never drank coffee because, I mean, it's funny because I smoke so much weed now, but I didn't, <laughs> I didn't want to be... <laughs> I don't even know if I can say this out loud at this point in my life, but like, I didn't want to be so dependent on something that like I needed it as soon as I woke up. Mm -hmm. So I didn't drink coffee for years and then shit happens. Like you're living in Utah and you get a notice on your door that says we smell weed outside your apartment. So you stop smoking as much inside and you switch to coffee because you realize (laughs) You got to have some kind of constant stimulant in the middle of a pandemic. So anyway, (laughs) I used to drink a lot of green tea, long story short, and I love green tea, but in the last couple of years, I've kind of only been drinking coffee. So I actually am super inspired by learning about all the fun things about green tea, because I think I'm going to try to start bringing it back into my life. However, that looks, Hmm. if it's in a cocktail, that counts too. It does. Yeah. All of that is to say green tea is so good for you. It is super rich in polyphenols, which are natural compounds that help reduce things like inflammation, Gretchen. I they know. help. I know. They help fight cancer. They have a catechin. Catechin. I don't really know how to say this, and I meant to look it up, but I didn't. I'm going to say catechin. I don't know what that something. Word. They have a something called something epigelactic. Uh, Epigallocathachin. That was good. EGCG. So there's this thing, a catagen, and there's a specific one called EGCG. But anyway, these are antioxidants. These are naturally occurring antioxidants, and these help prevent cell damage. These are good for like helping with your skin, helping with the effects of aging, And it can help just really keep like your system really clear. Polyphenols, antioxidants, and these things can help with dementia. They can Mm -hmm. help with bad breath. Interesting. Okay. They can help lower your blood sugar. And so that can help you avoid the risk of type two diabetes. They can help lower your cholesterol. So the LDL cholesterol. And not only can they help lower it, but they help protect your good cholesterol from oxidation. It's helping your molecules and it's helping your good cholesterol from turning bad. People who drink a lot of green tea have a lower risk of heart disease. 
this is just like a little tidbit. I think it may be because of all of these factors, but some studies have shown that people who drink a lot of green tea can live longer. And maybe it's because of this like cell protection and because of all of these antioxidants and polyphenols that just like naturally exist. But you want to be careful because some of the lower quality brands of green tea have a bunch of fluoride in them. Which I, I wonder don't why totally that is. understand. Yeah. yeah, I don't totally get it. But the thing that I was reading said that like it doesn't super matter because the benefits of green tea will always outweigh like what that extra fluoride would do. So it doesn't super matter. But if you care about that thing, you just want to be more selective with your tea choices. Okay, so that's it for our green tea kugels. And now let's talk about ingredients. Nope. Ingredients for our goat uh, beet sandwich. We have pre-cooked beets that we have chopped up, some goat cheese, and we were inspired by our pickled veggie sandwich. And so we're using that cream cheese, garlic, green onion spread on both sandwiches. So we're going to mix that up with the beets, like Gretchen said. For our artichoke sandwich, again, this one is really, really simple. So this one is just artichoke bottoms which Gretchen has and mm. I have marinated artichoke hearts that I've pulled apart into just single pieces and then that one's just going to have some uh, microgreens and the uh, cream cheese spread mm. then for our lemon curd for our cake we're going to use a hundred grams or three and a half ounces of salted butter 100 grams or three and a half ounces of white sugar, 200 milliliters or four fifths of a cup of lemon <laughs> juice. We've actually determined this is about three fourths of a cup, but ish, yeah, ish, yeah. It's, so, it's closer to three quarters of a cup, 200 milliliters is closer to three quarters of a cup than four fifths. I don't, this person is British. They wrote everything in grams and milliliters. So like, Right. Can't blame them necessarily for getting that not 100% right. No, but also nobody measures in fifths. Like the cups don't, the measuring cups don't come that way. So never. We can't. Yeah. Okay. About six lemons or three fourths cup. And then technically the zest of two lemons, but Gretchen and I both forgot to do that. So for us, no lemon zest is happening. (laughs) Two tablespoons of cornstarch. Two tablespoons of cool water. We love when there's water noted in the recipe. And then 100 grams or three and a half ounces of sweetened condensed milk. We're energy dancing again. It's yeah. <laughs> and then like Gretchen said, we've got strawberries that are currently sitting with some sugar and just kind of hanging out m- macerating. Yes, macerating. Macerating. We're using box cake mix and so mine just calls for two eggs and then half a stick of butter and mine is the trader joe variety so it has two eggs a cup of milk and a full stick of butter (laughs) oh mine has water or milk too i forgot yeah but only half a stick of butter and i'm envious of your full stick and then we are making a cream cheese frosting that we decided to sweeten with ah sweetened condensed milk because we are energy densing the fuck out of this cake And then we'll top it with the macerated strawberry. I think that covers everything. I think so. So what equipment are we going to use today for all of this stuff? A fuck ton of bowls. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. A square pan. I think I'm doing an eight by eight. You're doing nine by nine. Right. We need a hand mixer. We need 
lots of bowls. I think I already said that. More bowls. <laughs> More bowls, a saucepan, a knife, and I also said a serrated knife because that'll make cutting your cake and your sandwiches a little bit easier since you're cutting bread. But if you don't have that, then a regular knife would probably be okay. What are our steps? So we have already chopped up all our veggies. So we've sliced our artichokes, diced our beets. We cut up our strawberries into little dice as well. Chopped our green onions, pressed our garlic. Also, we soaked our garlic in lemon, like how Gretchen had done last time for this cream cheese and how it, which is a Kenji method we've adopted. So all those things are ready to roll. We're going to start by making our cake, which is just going to be mixing up the cake mix with our liquidy ingredients. And once that gets in the oven, we're going to make our lemon curd. That is going to be accomplished by putting the lemon juice with the butter and sugar and the zest, if you've got it, into the pan, bringing that to a boil. Then you are going to mix together your cool water and your cornstarch. Then that will be added to the mixture and brought to a boil. And once that's boiled for two to three minutes at least, then we will take it off the heat. We will add our sweetened condensed milk and set that aside to cool. Then we are going to make our cream cheese frosting. And that's just going to be mixing our cream cheese with that sweetened condensed milk. And this is a total experiment. So we're going to see how that turns out. (laughs) We're making this shit up as we go. (laughs) Once we're done with that, we'll move over to make our cream cheese spread. So that's the nice thing is we can use our mixer for the cream cheese frosting, knock as much of the cream cheese frosting off the beaters as we can, then just jump right into making that cream cheese spread with the scallions and garlic. Don't do it the other way. It will not taste good. Don't do it. This is it all in avoiding having to do dishes in between. You do realize that, right? Like that's right? all I've done is you don't want to have to clean this. Once we have our cream cheese spread made, we'll mix the little bit of cream cheese spread into our beets just to make kind of a creamy salady type thing. And then we're pretty much ready to assemble our sandwiches. And we're going to do that by taking store-bought bread that's sliced and everything. We are not even fucking around with any of that nope. today. <laughs> Nope. No, thanks. And using the full size slice to assemble our sandwiches. And then we'll cut those into whatever size and shape we want. So everything's got to be small and dainty for fit because we want to be able to eat everything with our fingers. That is a Mm -hmm. major principle of the entire tea party. And we love eating food with our fingers. fingers. It should not be too messy when you eat it with your fingers. That is a a caveat. I like that. Uh, Cut our sandwiches. Then we're going to just let those hang out while we assemble our cake. So hopefully we've got a cooled down cake at this point. We've got cooled down lemon curd. We're going to cut the cake in half horizontally. So this is going to be a little bit of a challenge. (laughs) There (laughs) we go. This is where that serrated knife is going to come in. We will put in our lemon curd, put the top of the cake back on, top it with the cream cheese. Then we will cut it into little small pieces and top with the strawberries. And then our tea party will be complete. Yay! Yay! Should we get going then? We are in our time crunch. I know. We're already at an hour and 20 minutes. 
good news is we have everything measured out, so it should be real easy to throw everything together here. Do I need to butter my cake pan? Yes, I buttered mine. Okay, let me butter mine. So I got my cake mix, putting my, my butter in. So we have the same basic ingredients to go into our cake mix. It's butter, liquid, and eggs, right? Right, right. Okay, there goes my milk and my eggs. And I'm going to be really glad to have all these dishes off my counter by the time I'm done. <laughs> uh, there's so many plates and stuff on, like every, the, the countertops are just covered. Yeah. Just covered. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, I, completely covered. All right. I'm mixing it up here. Whisk, whisk, okay. whisk, whisk, Fully mixed. Going into my pan. And see how easy that was. I told you the trick about spinning your pan for your cake. No, tell me. Have you ever noticed if you bake a cake, I don't know how much you bake, but <laughs> that you sometimes end up with a bit of a heap in the center, like where it sure. hooks up? Yeah. Well, that's just because most people dump all their batter into the center of their pan. Oh, what do you, okay. What do you mean? So when you put, like, put you have to make sure you spread it out more. Yeah. So what, okay. what you do is you take the pan and you just spin it <laughs> and okay. let the typical force move the batter out so that it's all even. So if okay. you a couple of times that'll help even your batter out and you'll get a much more even looking cake. Oh, cool. Okay. All right. I've spun my cake around. Thank you Great. for the tip. I am ready to Let's do put it. this baby in the oven. No, no cover, just nope. right in. Right okay. in. And I'm going to put my timer for 35 minutes to, ch- to make sure I check on it before it gets going. So, and then next we're going to do lemon curd. Yes. I'm ready to go on lemon curd. All right. Okay. So I put, I put my butter in my pan. I'm about to put my lemon juice in there with my sugar. What temperature? Uh, I'm going to go with medium, medium-ish. Medium-ish. It's a nice, nice temperature. Yeah. <laughs> a little worried about, uh, so I decided to use my caramelized sugar or my toasted sugar, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> Definitely makes the curd look a little, the juice look a little darker. Oh, so it might be an interesting color. Yeah, may not have okay. thought this through a hundred percent awesome, like a hundred percent all the way through. Hopefully the flavor will make up for whatever aesthetic right. issues it has. Totally. It's in the middle of the cake anyway. Who's going to look? Not me. I am not, not looking at anything. <laughs> Okay, so that was butter, the lemon juice, and sugar? Yes. Okay. And once the butter is completely melted, then we will make our cornstarch slurry. Okay. And add that to the mix here. And I guess we should say we are using a recipe for this lemon curd. It's kind of the only thing we're using a recipe for, right? Right. Because we're also doing something nice for Becca where we're not using eggs. It's an eggless lemon curd. Yes. Yay. Sort of similar to when we did the fleur de lait because it's just thickened with the cornstarch. The butter is really... Oh, making the color better. (laughs) Not as dark and scary looking as I thought it was going (laughs) to be. Mud in the middle of your cake. Yeah. No. (laughs) Anything but that. (laughs) <laughs> my butter's almost melted yeah i have maybe a tablespoon or two left in there that needs to melt still let's go come on oh where are we <laughs> at with time oops <gasps> dropped my pen an hour and seven minutes <gasps> we only have 23 minutes left an hour and seven. Oh, left that's how much okay. time we have left not okay okay 
Yeah, no, we have an hour and six minutes left. Okay, <laughs> my butter's melted. All right, let's make our slurry. Okay. Mine's still not melted, so I will turn my heat up a little bit so I can do that. All right, so I'm gonna add my water to my cornstarch, a little bit of just kind of slowly pouring it in there. All right, so the cornstarch is on its own and then we're adding the liquid to that. Yes, okay. it helps if you've got a container that doesn't end up dumping your water all over the, the counter. That's very helpful. Now that my butter has melted, I will be adding my cornstarch slurry. Is your temperature is your temperature still at medium? Yes, but I will okay. raise it up after this. We are going oh, okay. to have to stand here and kind of stir things around a bit while it's cooking. All right, so I'm adding my cornstarch slurry. Okay, and then I turn my heat up. Turn it up a little bit, yeah, because we got to get it to a boil and we got to keep it at a boil for a couple minutes. So, okay, all right, it's got to go pretty high. Yeah, pretty color. Yeah, um, I wonder, I think I might need a whisk. It is going all right, might have turned mine up too high. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah, I'm boiling. Mine is quite thick at this point already. I think we did just need to do this for like two minutes to make sure we get the cornstarch fully cooked. Okay. And then remind me what we do with this. We set it aside to cool or it goes in a different container. Yeah, we'll put it down a different container. We want something okay. where it's spread out as much as possible so it can cool down quickly. Okay. And then we're going to put it in the fridge and let it chill until the cake is ready. And when we remove it from the heat, that's when we're going to add our sweetened condensed milk. Okay. You let me know when you're ready. I think I'm, I'm good. just going to give mine another couple seconds here because, yeah, yeah, mine's looking pretty, pretty well thickened. All right, turning my, turning my heat off and going in with my sweetened condensed milk. Okay, same. Getting a loaf pan here. I'm actually going to dump this into. Oh, that's a good idea. Cake is going good. I can see that there's some progress. Yeah, this looks like it'll thicken up nice. Okay, I'm pouring mine out now. I need to do a quick, quick recipe check to see if she says to put something directly on the top. Because generally, most lemon curd, you put something on it to make it not form a skin on top, but I don't know if you have that problem with this. Oh, uh-huh. That's it. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Just put it in the fridge. Let like it Like cool. all hot like that? Yeah, it's fine. Okay. Lemon curd. Check. We're ready to do some uh, frosting. Okay. So we're going to do cream cheese with condensed milk. Yep. Okay. I, I just put in a couple tablespoons because I want it to soften it up a little bit, but not a lot. So like two, maybe two or three. Did you do the full eight ounces of cream cheese? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got 20 minutes left on the timer for the cake. Perfect. We got this. And okay. we've got 56 minutes left total. Okay, total. Okay. Are you mixing ready? Almost. Pouring in some condensed milk. Okay. I'm mixing ready. All right. I'm going. Okay. I'm going gonna... I'm gonna to add a little bit more sweetened condensed milk. Okay. Not a lot. Okay, I think mine's done. It really just needs to be whipped and mine is and looks good whipped baby whipped i mean it probably could stand to be sweeter but i don't, I don't care because we're gonna have the lemon curd which is pretty sweet we are gonna top it with the macerated strawberries which have sugar in them if the frosting isn't that sweet then all the better okay so the frosting's done right frosting's done okay so now we're on to our cream cheese spread yep okay we are done on all our all of our cake components are either in process or done yay Interesting. I'm still poofed up a lot in the middle. I, I spun it around several times. Apparently I need to spin it a couple more. Oh, right. I need my garlic and 
lemon juice here. Yeah. And I haven't pressed my garlic yet. <laughs> Press that garlic. So I've got my scallions, my garlic, my cream cheese, and my salt and pepper. I'm just using a fork for my cream cheese, not the oh hand okay. mixer again. Well, then I'm going to use the hand mixer. Okay, go for it. Any lemon juice? I just use the lemon juice that I put with the garlic. Okay. Okay, cool. That's such a good idea. Lovely. I'm going to put a quarter cup of the cheese spread into my beets. So I'm stirring that quarter cup into my beets. Okay. And then dill. And then dill, yeah. I'm going to put a little dill in there. You know, slightly. My bowl is slightly too small. Got to plate out so I can stir over the plate. Okay. Hmm. I'm mixed. I got to do a little more salt and pepper, but then I'm all mixed up. I'm trying to decide if I want to put a smidge more like lemon juice in there. Ooh, mm-hmm. just to put a little, little bit more acid on it. That's mm. delicious. Yeah, and I got finished stirring mine. Oh, oh my gosh. Perfect. Yep. Awesome. So good. Got 10 more minutes on the clock for my cake. Okay. 46 minutes left for our total cook time. Okay. So we're doing great. Yep. What is next in the 10 minutes we have? I think we're kind of ready for sandwich assembly here. So get our bread ready. Yeah. Okay. I think that green tea is working its magic. Oh, good. Cake smells really good. Yeah, it does smell really good. So I'm going to do two of each of these sandwiches or four pieces of bread. Oh, okay. Okay. One sandwich each. No, no. I'm so uh-huh. two, two full size. But I mean, like one sandwich will be beets and one. Oh, 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 oh. So you're doing two and two. Two and two. Yeah. Got it. Okay, got it. I think I'm going to do two and one. I don't know if I have enough artichokes. Yeah. Are you putting your cream cheese and goat cheese and stuff on now? Yes. For the beet, I think you're going to need that fat to block the juices from the beets to make sure your bread doesn't turn pink. Oh, sure. And then you said you had kind of a mix of uh, microgreens? Yes. I have a, I think it literally says variety, mixed variety. (laughs) And I ended up with the just kale, but we were saying we can't really tell the difference between them. So <laughs> at that point, no. you could tell if there's spicy things in there, but they're yeah, maybe arugula, plants. Yeah, I feel like it's hard to tell. I've got three minutes on my timer over here for cake. Yeah, I feel like I I will be done at that point. So then we just have to wait for the cake to cool. Right. Okay. Man, it would be nice to have one of those blast chillers they have on Nailed It right about now. <laughs> that no one ever uses. Like, use the blast chiller. It's so fucking cool. It's right there. Use the blast chiller. No, don't put blasting on your hot cake. (laughs) Oh, less than a minute left. Of course, I have to poke it. And I did give it like five minutes less than the package indicated. May not come out right now. Come on, come here, cake. Let's see. Oh, it's starting to crack. It might be done. Oh, I forgot walnuts. Oh, me too. Uh, mine's done. My cake is done. Okay, let me check mine. Same. Oh, really same. Surprise. <laughs> mine poofed up in the middle too. It works really, it, I think maybe it just doesn't work as well on a square sure. <laughs> as it does on a round. So this just have to trim the top a little bit there. But nice thing is, is it looks like I greased it well enough. It should come right out. Are you putting it right on like a cutting board or something? Well, I'm leaving it in the pan for just a couple minutes and I will okay. turn it out fairly soon. So I am working on assembling my sandwiches here. I will do the same. I did put spread on both sides of my artichoke, artichoke sandwiches okay. here. 
I still have a little bit of the pickled cauliflower left over from when we did the pickled cauliflower sandwich. So I marinated Ooh. this in the vinegar from that. Oh, fun. Yeah. Mm, that sounds good. Because when they came out of the can, they were very plain. It's like, okay. Okay. No. Yeah. We New need plan. a little flavor here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mine were marinated in the jar. I didn't even look what to see like what the marinade was, but I'm sure we could all guess. And our little microgreens. Mine are spun out enough here. Okay, so they can't be overfilled, right? Because they have to be, they can't be like messy sandwiches. Right, right, yes. Okay. So be conservative on your fillings. Where is my serrated knife? So you can cut these into whatever shape you want to. I think I'm going to go with little squares for this one and maybe triangles with the beets. But I'm going to start by cutting the crusts off. Oh. And this is where your serrated blade is going to come in real handy. And you also want to make sure you have a towel so that you can wipe your blade off every time you cut. Why? So that your bread doesn't get messy. Oh, okay. That's a good trick. Maybe slightly more important with the beets because they will be pink. So bright. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cut these Why don't you take the crust off first? Uh, it makes the edges a little bit neater. If you oh, assemble okay. it fully and then cut it. Oh, it's so cute. They aren't quite as elegant as I was hoping for. <laughs> We're not always the best at elegant. This is the high gluttony tea party. Yeah. I'm going to go with a slightly different cut this time. Mix it up. See if I can make it look more elegant or more to my liking. I think I might just need slightly larger pieces of bread to get what I want here. But I do like this a little bit better than the first round. All right. I'm going to take my cake out of the pan. Okay. Are you just putting it on a cutting board? I'm actually going to flip it over on the rack. Oh, okay. Just so that it's getting as much circulation as possible. Okay. Cake out on the rack. Mine might just have to migrate out of the pan on its own here. Oh, it's pretty. Are you fully assembled on your sandwiches then? Mm-hmm. Well, I haven't cut them. I just, oh, oh um, okay. I cut off the crust of one and then I got like bored. So I walked away. Uh-huh. <laughs> Like, ugh, I didn't realize the whole, like, crust part of it. <laughs> Gretchen and her tea party rules. Right? It's not me. I didn't make them up. I know. I know. And so is it just white bread because that's what was around? Or easy just to cut? Easy to cut. Easy to come by for us. Uh-huh. uh-huh. But I, you know, like, usually they'd probably have more, a little bit more of an assortment of different types of breads. And I see. It would all be finger food, though. Got it. Well, I'm doing all little triangles. You do you. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Maybe I should do one square to, to denote the difference between the flavors. I think my long, skinny cuts that I did on the second sandwich are much more elegant appearing than the squares, just so you, mm, in case I you want to factor that in. Okay. Like like strawberry frosting or something. Oh no, kidding. Red all over my fingers and therefore all over the outside of the sandwich. Shoot. Uh oh. All right, my sandwiches are done. Oh, good for you. Look at you go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Forgot to wipe my knife off. In between? Yeah. And I'm on the beet sandwich, of course. Of course. Oh, I lost a little cake on the pan. Just have to trim it a little bit before I assemble. Yeah, my cake is nowhere near cool enough. So we're going to need an aperitif. Yeah, we're going to need an aperitif. So let's taste our sandwiches and then we can follow up on how our cake turns out. Yeah, sounds good. Oh my gosh. Okay, what should we taste first? 
I'm going to go with the artichoke first. Okay, artichoke first. Okay. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's not anything overwhelming. Just a nice, light snack. Mm-hmm. Mine has a lot of garlic. But Mine has, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, super light. <laughs> mm. I really like that. And that was so easy. Mm-hmm. Yum. All right. Okay. Time. On to the Time. beat. Time for some beat. Drop the beat. Mm. Oh. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. No, that's really nice. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we were able to assemble that in less than 40 minutes. Well done, us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cake okay. didn't go according to plan, but... <laughs> eh, 75%. We're pretty much there. It and is going to taste good. good. Yeah. Okay, so <sighs> I guess we'll follow up with our gluttoneers in an aperitif in a little future time travel situation. But so far, this is the best tea party I've ever been to. Yeah. <laughs> there was booze and tea. Yay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, boozy tea. Delicious boozy sandwiches. Tea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Nice work. High five. Nice work. High five. Thank you again for <laughs> making this easy and making it fun. Um, and I've this has been a blast. And maybe some cake will be done later. We'll see. Maybe. <laughs> Let's just keep sipping on our gunpowder gimlets, but in a much we have, more relaxed we, state. <laughs> we have 17 more minutes. So if like the, the laws of thermodynamics were really cooperating with us, I bet we could have fin- like finished this. Maybe mm-hmm. not 100% perfectly, but mm-hmm. we could have finished it in time because we have all our components ready. Mm-hmm. They're just not chilled enough. So I'm proud of us. Yeah, I think that's a that was great. So... See you in the future. Mm-hmm. Here we are in the future. Time. We're in the future. Hello, Gretchen. Tell me how your cake came out. Oh my gosh, I've been dying to know. It was so good. It was too tall, but so good. The <laughs> same, delicious. And with every bite, I was like, I can't quite get the whole thing. In. <laughs> didn't hit that tea party what like one to two bites and not a mess kind of uh target I missed whiffed on that but the flavors were amazing so can't complain too much I agree I loved the lemon curd I loved just the cake and the strawberry together with the lemon and that little bit of cream cheese with the extra condensed milk it was just Mm. so perfect I loved it so much I and it was really easy I mean, we had done the sandwiches too. So like all in all, I was kind of just like, oh, there's a lot going on. But really in hindsight, there wasn't that much going on. And it was pretty simple to break down all those separate pieces. Yeah. I got to say, our our we made it all up going into it. I got to say, was it overall success? Yeah, I agree. I think it was incredible given that we really only had the recipe for the lemon curd. And then the whole rest of the day, we just kind of made everything up. So the cake coming together was good on us. Well done. Yeah. Well done. (laughs) And then your sandwiches. Did you have any second thoughts or changes of thought about your sandwiches after we had tasted them together? I probably would put more cheese, at least on the artichoke one and maybe lightly toast it or something like make like a panini almost with it. That would have been that would have been really good. But as it was, it was delicious. I'm I'm happy with that one. And then the beets, I forgot to put my walnuts in, so I was missing some texture. 
<laughs> everything was pretty soft on both sandwiches. So <laughs> you got the delicate part down. <laughs> yeah, it was very delicate, way more delicate than I needed. So all around very good, but some notes, you know, for next time. Yeah, I feel kind of the same way. Mine, I didn't forget my walnuts, so I did have that texture. But where yours was delicate in texture, mine was really not delicate in garlic. And so for (laughs) me, it kind of overpowered everything else, especially on the beet sandwich. I couldn't really taste the beets as much as I had hoped for. So I think next time I'd scale back on the garlic in my cream cheese spread. But we made an artichoke sandwich again today with all the same stuff because it's so easy and it's so delicious. It's going to be a go-to for this household, I think. Well, then I feel like I should tell you what I ended up doing with my leftover artichokes because I had so many sliced artichokes. I have had a little bit of that cauliflower left from the cauliflower sandwich. And so I tossed it all together. And then I had an artichoke cauliflower sandwich for lunch today. Was that so delicious with that crunch of the cauliflower and that tart? Oh my gosh, I bet that was so good. It was so good. My only note would have been that if I had, because I just took the whole jar of pickles to work with me to make my sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) I probably would have like pulled it out of the, the marinade and then tossed it with like a little bit of olive oil maybe just to like give it a little bit of extra creaminess, but you have that really nice crunch from the cauliflower and then that nice soft, like buttery artichokey texture, which was also amazing. So, oh, that sounds really so good. good. Yeah. We're getting really close to the perfect veggie sandwich. We keep hey! making progress. We're getting there. <laughs> I totally forgot that was a goal we set like way in the beginning of like finding a perfect veggie sandwich. We are doing a good job at that. Go us. I know. <laughs> we are amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, any other final thoughts on our tea party? I, I can't wait to do it again. I am really impressed with that, how everything turned out. Kudos all around. That's right. We're, we're figuring everything out. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll post our rough recipes <laughs> and more of a general list of ingredients, I guess, would be more like what we're going to end up with the blog post for this one. But that'll be on highgluttony.com. And we will put some pictures and other things on the social medias. Come find us on Facebook and Instagram. And thanks for following us. We're so excited. We keep growing every day. And we're just so excited to keep journeying with our gluttoners. So thanks for joining us. And now get out of here. Get out. Okay, off we go. Off we go.